So it gives me great pleasure to introduce Graham to my show today. Uh, he's from the group Keepers Brew. Uh, welcome, Graham. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely my pleasure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, first off, loving the music. Um, and I should have said this before we hit record, but I am actually loving the music. It's, it's, it's oh. awesome, which we will talk <laughs> about in a moment. Um, and and uh, introduced, you were introduced to me by a mutual friend, uh, Emma. Um, Emma Emmons, um, Total Rock uh, Barnett's Brutal Brunch is the show for anyone of my Total Rock people who listen to this or watch this. Uh, <laughs> put me in touch uh, with you because you've got a new track coming out, which we'll yeah, get on to in a moment. Um, I just want to sort of get a bit of an origin story from you, if that's all right, the kind of story so far. Um, just just in as much as this is the sort of first time I've I've heard of Keeper's Brew. Uh, mm -hmm. but upon doing a little bit of research you have been around for a while um, <laughs> you've got a couple of <laughs> yeah. albums and EPs out and singles and stuff like that but yeah if we could just take it back and sort of um, yeah just sort of find out a bit about where you came from and stuff yeah totally I mean kind of prior to Keepers Bro I'd been in a, a couple of other bands along the way um, I was in a, a band called Osric Tentacles which is like a psychedelic progressive yep. band yep. Um, I was with those and um, I played a Firebird with a from Carcass I okay, did that and cool. so I did a lot of stuff playing bass for other people's bands yeah. um, and I was also uh, a guitar tech for a lot of people so um, it kind of got to a point where I was, it was like you know what I kind of want to see what I can do if I'm left to my own devices and I'm not in the supporting role all the time because mm. I was either learning someone else's bits or helping someone else it's actually what do I want to do if I kind of do my own thing so that's kind of how it all started I thought I'd try and write an album like that and I think the other main thing was because I've worked in so many different fields of music i've kind of got quite a wide taste yeah so that was the other thing was trying to see how many different genres i could kind of smush together and not you know upset too many people <laughs> uh, i think that's that's kind of where it started out um originally it was just me then as i recorded the first album i put together a, a live band which was a couple of shows with back then cool um but yeah like you said i mean i've been doing it for a little while but um with the band we've kind of gone through a few different identities and uh, it's kind of been a little bit like that as um, you know as a, as things have changed and uh um i had a bit of a uh, a mental wobble halfway through the keepers brew period okay um <laughs> where uh i yeah I, I lost my hearing on tour for a while which was a bit rubbish oh, wow yeah so so yeah everything kind of changed a bit and i put the band on the back burner again so it's been it's been put on the back burner a couple of times so even though it has been a long time i guess each time it's not really been given what it deserves but it's kind of at the moment, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it and in a really good place and, you know, nice. full of it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. You're coming from the, the groups you've already said, uh, also mm. Tentacles, things like that, and you're playing bass, and predominantly kind of rock and prog um, yeah. along those lines. And, and But this, this music is very, obviously, um, it's based a lot in electronic um music um obviously yeah. there are there are part you've got organic if you want to say it, or analog or whatever instrumentation on there um guitars and whatnot um going through i was going back listening to i think it was one of your eps from last year the flies in the kitchen oh um, yes yeah yeah <laughs> um, that was fun we did that one with um uh, mc speed from dreadstone it was really yeah. really good fun that was the, kind of the first vocal thing we did <laughs> yeah and you could definitely hear the the mix of of um styles in that and and obviously kind of oswick tentacles i mean they're 
way out there when it comes to, um, I've heard a few of their albums you may have played on them in fact um, but yeah it's, they're, a, they're a fantastic group and, and just sort of like take because like a lot of the stuff I hear from it takes me back to my youth um, sort of venturing into the dance scene back in the sort of mid 90s if you will mid and late 90s so kind of a, um, almost a heyday for electronic music if you will um, oh, totally, yeah. but I mean I, I can hear like Psytrance I can hear Breakbeat I can hear Drum and Bass I can hear <laughs> Jungle if you will um, yeah. I can hear like all, all those sort of like things I mean it, it took me way back because I used to go obviously go to shows and stuff like that when I was youth you kind of when I ventured into the dance music arena if you will I kind of had a little bit of a background being a DJ to a certain degree I was at that point I was more um wedding and roller disco dj with my brother um so you know you get a little bit of dance music in there but it was mainly pop music yeah um and then as i sort of go for my own identity my friends introduced me to things like um apex twin the prodigy um things like that and i discovered things like ebo man and 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 just sort of going way back like people haven't heard of them now like goa trance and stuff like that like, yeah totally. like, a, like a real deep dive into that and this like as soon as i hit play on on not the new single in fact which we'll talk about but your previous stuff i was like oh my god that's exactly where i came from <laughs> it's just got a mesh of stars i love rock music as well so it's 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 yeah it's just got everything on that front and and it yeah. you know it's just sort of interesting because like coming from that world of, of i'm guessing like rock music was rock music a thing for you was it your yeah, most, mostly rock stuff yeah 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 and and just sort of venturing into this electronic world if you will and just mm. having these these um just this creative urge with those with those tools and obviously you know the stuff we've got in front of us right now i can see all your equipment behind you um, <laughs> um, on that front but like where did your love for like the electronic side of things come in um well i guess like when i was younger i was always kind of into some of the the more crossover stuff like yourself like the prodigy and things like that yeah. you know it was that stuff was always kind of you know ticking all the boxes but i think actually it was Osrics that kind of led to that stuff okay um, cool because there's a lot of electronic elements in there yeah. and they do have a lot of dancing moments and then obviously there's a lot of side projects like eat static and all these other bands that are kind of live techno acts and all this yeah so i think it was kind of i got swept up in, in all of that um a couple of really spacey evenings with ed from Osrics, <laughs> where he basically let me play this since and, and yeah. after that it was like oh okay i get it i want one of those you know nice <laughs> um so yeah it was it, yeah osrix was definitely that definitely opened my eyes to that and, and the idea that oh hang on you can do guitar and dancey stuff and it, it kind of works together yeah um yeah so that, that's kind of how I, I got introduced and i think i've kind of like my the first time i did was a lot more progressive it was, it was kind of like almost like a regular prog rock album mm. and then when i did my second album after i just had a bit of a breakdown on my ears and everything yeah. i was introduced to a local producer um, a guy called Adam Goodlett, and he's a he's a side chance producer and produces under the name Recreation. Okay, and I kind of he helped me with a lot of my mental wobbles and all the rest of it, but uh, he also kind of unlocked the doors to a lot of sound design and synthesis stuff. And so I guess from doing that album to this album, you know, I guess my my toolkit got a little bit fuller. I had more things I can kind of put out the bag and had people helping me with that stuff. And yeah, it just kind of ended up more and more in the electric electronic um, direction. Yeah, just, you know, working with people that were very good at that yeah um so yeah so uh, it's, it's been an interesting one but there's definitely been key people that have kind of ah okay okay um and i think with the new album being quite so electronic i think a lot of that for me was kind of getting fed up with a lot of the sort of gatekeeper 
behavior that you see from people in certain scenes and genres. Yeah. It's like, well, you can't do this because it's not completely techno. You put in this breakbeat here, so that's yep. now a breakbeat track, or you can't add this. And I'm just kind of, I'm enjoying ignoring all the rules and all the gatekeepers and just smashing all the electronics <laughs> I can into the rock songs. Nice. So mostly just annoy people. So, yeah. No, that's good. That's the best way of doing it. Because <laughs> I remember, um, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Gary Newman um, he he produced yeah. an album uh, or he produ- he's produced many albums but one of his more recent ones um, where it did really well in the electronic music chart and the mm. people that run that chart were like you know what no it's not it's not what we're it's not it's not dance music <laughs> but it's yeah. electronic music yeah. you know it was it was like it was one of the, and, and there are a lot of barriers a lot of gatekeepers if you will just like blocking those Absolutely. ways and predominantly i mean you look at gary newman it's it is it's all electronic pretty much you know yeah. it does have like the instrumentation in there but it is predominantly synth driven mm. um and yeah just like hearing that sort of story of like <clears throat> those sort of things that, that do get in the way you know, yeah, I know, absolutely. I know a few crossover acts that that that, that crossover like metal and 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 dance music or electronic music. Mm. I've had a lot of them on the show. It's my main kind of. It's what I like. It's the genre that I love. That crossover sort of sound. Um, but you know, and there are barriers because like not many people in the sort of like you've only got a certain core in the metal community. You've only got a certain core in the dance community that will absolutely. put up with it. But then putting them together, it doesn't doesn't always work sometimes it does depending on you know the situation but it's it's like there's a lot of barriers stopping you from being booked on certain things as well totally no, you're right and I, I i have found that that on paper people assume they won't like us yes because but then when they come to a show they're a convert and they buy all the stuff but it's like breaking down those barriers no it's okay you're allowed to like us it's yes. okay you yeah know? <laughs> yeah and it was it was groups like the prodigy that did that they kind of brought the punk into mm. it um mm. And and you got uh, more recently bands like Pendulum, um, you know yeah. they kind of took that drum and bass crowd, and then threw it amongst the rock and metal, and they were playing things like Download and stuff like that amongst amongst those metal bands. Um, yeah. And the, uh, back going back a little bit, you got Pitch Shifter as well. They're yes. a bit more on the industrial side, but then they sort of refined their sound and became a bit more sort of big room, if you will. Uh, when it came to yeah, the sort of that. elements yeah. um and you know there's, there's a few bands too there's a few new bands as well as obviously you uh you're doing this now um and you've got bands like seeding akira which are uk based band uh the chemists as well again another drum and bass crossover um mm. but yeah no there is there is a certain thing because I, I have a radio show which obviously I've, I've sort of mentioned to you already um but it, it specializes in the crossover sound of, of electronic yeah. music and dance music uh, and rock music um and i i basically i create a mix every week mm. dj mix you know using my turntables or depending on the space that i've got my controller stuff like that yeah. and 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 producing an hour-long mix of, of all this music remixes um i do sort of like my own little cuts here and there as well um cool. not as many as i used to but um yeah just just because i love i think there is definitely there's something about that sound that is still untapped like Absolutely. for a mass audience um and I, i've been pushing it for a little while but i'm gonna keep going because i think it is something that the that is due to pop if you will um for want of a better word i'd agree that because <laughs> um, I, I mean i was part of like a couple of crossovers like myself musician back in the day I was in a band and we were part of the like new metal movement yeah which was essentially the rap and hip-hop and metal um i was the scratch dj in the band so i was that element of hip-hop but i had that look of yeah 
metal, if you will, um, with the beard and the piercings. Um, I had a lot more piercings at one point as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just like ha- that, that. You're right. There, there's gatekeepers, and I remember battling them back then. Uh, and I still see them now, even on the sort of journalistic side of things. It's, it's, it's definitely there. But um, let's bring on because with your new single, this is this is a good one to break down those barriers because you've got someone mm. with you on it. Um, the track is called Olympus Has Fallen. Just for everyone who's who's watching, it's due out on the um, August the twenty fourth. Is that still? It, that's right. Yes, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, cool. So you know that's due out, and um, yeah, do you want to tell the people about it? Because you've got a very special guest on there, so. Yeah, we have. I mean, it, it was mental because when we, we wrote the song, the whole point is, I mean, I'll, I'll rewind a little bit. Basically, we have a new album we're working on. Yeah. And we decided that we wanted to have vocal-led tracks because cool. in the past we've been mostly instrumental. We're like, nah, we've said that we want to like, smush together everything, but why are we excluding vocals? Let's, let's yeah. just do that as well. Um, and this was one track that we'd come together and we really liked it because it was you know quite quite heavy for us and it had quite a... I don't, I don't know it's quite an aggressive thing yeah and both Stu my guitar player and me we were kind of sat with a short list of names and there was one sat right at the top and we were like nah that won't happen and, then, <laughs> and that was um, and that was Benji from Skindred yep uh, and we are like ah oh, he would be absolutely perfect we could hear his voice on it it was like nah ah. so I thought well like, do you know what I'm going to push my luck and because I've worked as a guitar tech for various bands I know other techs so yeah. I knew a friend of mine worked with Skindred and I was cool. like that I know it's a bit rude and cheeky, but any chance you can uh, put a word in? And yeah, Benji got back to us, loved the track, and uh, we had a bunch of conversations, some WhatsApp things, and him singing down the phone at me and all sorts. And uh, yeah, it came about, he loved it, we collaborated on it, and he completely re- took the track and took it to another level. Because um, even though we envisioned him being on it, what he sung on it was not what I had in mind at all. Where where he sung, the phrasing, and everything just really raised the bar. Nice. Um, yeah, so it was it, it was really incredible working with him. Um, just yeah, the uh, the talent was insane. Like the takes that he would send over, and the ideas and the stacks of vocals. It's just yeah. like such a clear idea and clear vision of how he saw the vocals working with it. It was it was really nice to watch and, and be part of. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I've known the guys in Skindred for a, for a long time, and it's mm. I, I know the level that he is at is insane. It is like for, for the level that the band are at, but the level he's at, if that makes sense, he is like mm. he knows how to do. He knows how to do it. Basically, he. I mean, he came like before Skindred. It was Dub War, which they were on the verge of something as well, um, and unfortunately that fell apart. But now that's coming back. Apparently, he's. Right. reformed Ooh. double and they got a new album out next year um, <laughs> quick plug for that but um, no I, I, I knew Skin Dread back when um, we used to play um, shows together with my band uh, we played a couple of shows in London like one we played to like 20 people at the Camden Underworld so it's that kind of like that level we were at um, and then watching them just go on but knowing knowing the sort of the commanding presence that he is and that he can back it up with there's just that level of skill. Yeah, and, there is. And, and like I said, that kind of clear idea that he knows what he wants yeah. and and that he can deliver it without any kind of... There's, there's this supreme confidence because he's got the ability. Yeah. You know, and he's yeah. so lovely with it as well. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah no exactly exactly yeah. he's so great it's full it. package <laughs> yeah exactly and it was um, no it was great to hear him on that track I mean it is a fantastic track I've been obviously I've been holding on to it for a little while because um, mm. we've been holding back just sort of so you can, guys can get your um, sort of releasing uh, schedule and promotion all that kind of done but um, it's actually going to go out on my show this week um, this will go out yeah. after the show so people can go back and I've got a listen on demand thing as well so I'm go oh, listen awesome. to it but um, this will come out before the track is due out so people can then pre- uh, save it and stuff like that so people look out for it I don't know if they can do it at the moment if you've got that set up or not but that isn't set up at the moment but um, uh, yeah it will be it will, by the time it says it will be just say, let's just yeah. assume it will be um, but go pre-save it um, are you guys planning on doing any kind of video for it or anything like that or have you got uh, yeah that, that comes out on the 19th 19th cool yes so yeah the video's out on the 19th um, I think uh, yeah Metal Hammer are, are putting that out awesome the 19th cool so, they got, um, so yeah, it's going to be on there be excellent so that's yeah. going to be on their feed so go check that out everyone you actually hear the track but pre-save it because the pre-save link will be there um so I mean, with that um with the track and everything are you are you looking to because obviously you're saying this the new album you're working on at the moment is very vocal driven is it something that you're planning mm. on um having like a live presence for or is it purely absolutely, studio? absolutely um so at the moment we're kind of putting together a, a new brew as it were um <laughs> kind of putting together a, a live act because whilst we have been gigging as a live act as a duo and a trio for a while yeah i kind of i miss live drums and i, I need a front person and, I, and you know i want to be able to deliver all this material we've done on this record properly yeah and while we could do it with stems and samples and, and like a dj style set yeah i think there's so many great recorded vocal parts that someone should sing them yeah <laughs> And, you know, don't get me wrong, I love doing the duo stuff and the church stuff, and it sounds wicked and people yeah. love it. I'm a bass player and I want to play with a drummer again. Yeah. No, no, that's fair enough. <laughs> I totally get it. I think it's that selfish. I just want to play with a drummer again. No, that's absolutely fair. I'm, I'm a bassist as well by sort of like my first mm. instrument I learned kind of thing, if you um, apart from turntables, if you can count that as an yeah. instrument. Um, absolutely. But, yeah, I do. I do. And I battled for that years ago. Um, <laughs> um, but no, but yeah, playing playing with a live drummer, um, there is, there is uh, something about that. I mean, I've played along to a lot of my own electronic drums and it really isn't um the same because you don't have that kind of connection if you will with yeah. with obviously with the machine um totally i mean that's definitely the trick of us is with the new live drummer is working out where they fit in amongst the programmed crazy electronic yeah. ones where the real drums fit in there and, and that's quite a thing um but that, that's a lot of fun actually trying to figure out stuff out. nice <laughs> nice no that sounds really cool I mean I, I look forward to seeing this live this is the, this one yeah. I mean we, we did have like I say in a, a very early lineup, we had a drummer um, and it was fantastic and um, we had uh, Stu Fisher who was also in Osrix for a while okay. and he was Courtney Love's drummer and he was in oh, wow. and all that yeah. stuff and that was killer playing with him was ridiculous um, but again that was a much earlier lineup and a few <laughs> lifetimes ago <so>. yeah <laughs> but no Stu's an, Stu's an incredible drummer but he's a, a very busy family man now bless him which is great yeah. <laughs> nah, that's, that's cool that's cool uh, it's um no I mean like I said I'm looking forward to seeing this sort of stuff live because it's, it's what I've I've always wanted to kind of um have an electronic act live I had it kind of close with my new metal band um, I was the electronics guy so I was hitting samples and break beats and all that kind of stuff but um, no a lot of bands that I've seen sort of convert from like DJ electronic synth to full band lineup so you got back you know like the chemists for instance started off more of as a sort of like drum bass 
DJ yeah. producer kind of thing um, and they kind of molded into a band um, and the same with um, I mean even Pendulum to be fair they got they started really as a DJ with Rob um, is it, uh, what's his name I can't remember his name name's gone doesn't matter uh, <laughs> the DJ in Pendulum uh, let's go El Hornet there we go um, and, uh, yeah, that rings yeah, yeah. He, he, like, <laughs> and he was part of the core starting and it was just sort of they go out as either a DJ or as sort of like a couple of guys and a guitar um, player um, but no no that having that crossover and, and actually balancing those sounds is, is real key as well I don't you probably battled with that in the studio but having you know um like a guitar for instance i was discussing this with another producer actually but mm. it, like just just learning how to balance the electronic sort of crisp and big sounds with guitar and the guitar cab and and making it you know whether you wanted to go straight off you know the guitar feed which generally doesn't Ooh. always sound as good but you know Ooh. having that brightness with it and stuff is that something you guys like sort of tackled yeah i mean actually because of the old hearing issues i had we kind of have a silent stage so I'm the eyes. Stu's using an Axe FX on his mm. guitar, so he's so he's digital. So we don't actually have any backline or amps. Or whatever, oh, okay, um, which is great for gigging because my back loves it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it's interesting because yeah, we kind of have to. There's always a fight between the, the lead synths, Stu's guitars and vocals, because they're kind of all in that area. So that's kind of a fun thing. But what is actually been more challenging has been the bass stuff. Okay, because um, with the certainly with Psytrance, like that. Um, that, that that electronic synth bass that goes on all the way through it, the rolling side trance yeah. bass is so integral to the sound. And same as like with three oh threes and all these dance bass lines, yeah. you can't really mess with them. They've got to be there. They're integral. So with the bass guitar, it's like ah, well I can't be down there where all that is. So with my stuff, I end up doing a lot of slapping, tapping, and all the rest of it, like a, a pound land less capable but um, it, it kind of gets it gets all out of the way of the synths which is great and i end up just doing more kind of rhythmical bongo nonsense than actual bass notes but uh that that's kind of been how i've managed to work around that one <laughs> no that's obviously it's, it's just interesting because i remember battling this back like 20 years ago mm. and 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 sort of you know, almost conquering it i mean I, I listen back now and i can still hear where it can improve um but mm. like listening to a lot of acts like these days like yourself um and i had another guy toronto is broken um on the show as well um and it's sort of recent drum again drum and bass but yeah. like just battling with that analog sound and with the guitars the bass guitar the lead guitar and things like that and it yeah. it's just sort of like not so much well, just making it balance with those bright sounds of, of electronic like you say with the rolling bass of the side trance it's something that's down mm. there it's like dun, 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 dun. and and you can't play with that <laughs> yeah. as much as you want to try it to like 200 bpm or whatever it is um or even mm. higher it, it's it's going to play havoc with your fingers or if you're using a pick it won't last very long of not being able to play it. i think it's a case of just those tones and frequencies that um, you know if, if you've got a synth baseline it's doing that thing with the kick and it's all yeah. side chained and it's all so precise and it, yeah no you're right it is playing it as well i don't know that i could do it <laughs> no you're right i said like, i could try i was like i was gonna say yeah. i'd like to see it about it now i was like hang on a bit i'm gonna get myself into it i can't do that <laughs> 
that's all good man it's all good but um yeah no um what what else can we kind of like um expect from the album because like obviously you said like it's gonna be more mm. you know you've got that vocal presence on there um do you have any other obviously you're gonna have other vocalists on there any one of, yeah. of note that you can name right now or is it something you're sort I of keeping na- i can't name them okay um there's a very there's a very well-known death metal vocalist okay um, nice. which is going to be really interesting because yeah. I've never tried anything that extreme on the dance music stuff so I'm really looking forward to that oh that'd be interesting um, yeah <laughs> um, and yeah there's a couple other names that I think you might know that would be on there um, MCT Speed's on there again some, okay, some cool. of the track from him yep um, but yeah no most of it's it's still a little bit of a surprise for now um, okay. but yeah in general the new album's heavier yep. um, dancier the, the, the songs are a little bit less sort of long and sprawling. They're kind of a little bit more immediate, I guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm quite excited. I think it, it might polarise some people, but that's up to them. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all that perception business. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, when are you when are you planning to sort of unleash the album? Um, what's the sort of well, like schedule for that? As long as I get all the parts in by the end of the year, that's okay. the plan. As by the end of the year, because I know that next year. Our agent's trying to get us pretty busy with some tours and festivals and whatnot. Okay. So I really, yeah, I'd really like to get Albert in the year. And I think, I think we're on schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where <laughs> do you see yourself? That's right. Where do you see yourself <laughs> on, on, on festivals? What particular festivals would you like to play? I mean, predominantly, you know, UK based, but obviously European, there's going to be a market obviously there for you as well, pending if we're allowed to travel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Up to now, we often get put on these space rock hippie circuits because yeah. of my Autorix connection and things. Um, and that's great. It really is fun, and I love all of that lot. But it, it, I, I feel that we might have an appeal slightly wider than that. So okay. I'm definitely looking to play some more um, regular rock and metal festivals. Okay, cool. Um, and I know next year we're doing a few of those, so that good. should be good. Excellent. Um, but again, I think, again, it would be quite an interesting one. I, I, I don't know how many of the... Uh, rock and metal fans will welcome it or not but you know I'm, I'm kind of up for the challenge <laughs> ah, they're, they're, they're there to be converted so <laughs> now that's interesting that's good to know because uh, it's like it's, it's one of those things where I was I was curious because like I can see you guys getting put on like the psych festivals and, and prog festivals and so because of that connection um, mm. and because of some of your back catalogue as well it kind of it does sort of like scream that if you will um absolutely but yeah we, and i think we're trying we're trying to show that we've kind of we're, we're off on a slightly different tangent at the moment yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and i think obviously with the album and stuff that you're going to be releasing mm. it'll show um that side of it are you planning to release obviously a couple of other singles leading up to the end of the year yeah um there's two more planned two before, more before cool. so um I think one of those even has me singing on it, which is the first ever. So I don't even sing in the shower. So uh, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I, whether or not I'll inflict that on everyone yet. But yeah, that's the, I think that's the next thing was is is one without a guest. And with me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. We should see about that. Oh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes down. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, man, I've got a couple of questions left for you, if that's all right, and we can uh, sort of okay. let you get on with the rest of your day and whatnot. Okay. But yeah. um, what I want to find out, because it's the first time on the show, um, I want to find out what your th- uh, three most pivotal albums are. So I'm not talking about, you know, what you think is the best album of all time. It's the ones that kind of, like, changed you... Uh, to, like or put you towards certain things in your musical career so you know mm-hmm. the one that made you want to pick up a bass guitar for instance just as an mm-hmm. example yeah, um, yeah, but if you've got like three albums that are throughout your life that have been real pivotal those are the ones I'm after so okay um, 
first one is uh, Saving the Caesar Cheese by Primus. Nice. Uh, I was I was 18 and I was studying bass in London. Um, and there was a friend of mine that uh, I'd met at the time, like a pro session bass player. Yeah. And I, until that point, I kind of, my idea of what bass guitar was was kind of the same as everyone else's and pretty yeah. pedestrian. And then he lent me this Primus album when I was 18 and I just went home, put it on, and yeah, that basically just changed everything from that point onwards. That yeah. Everything changed. That is a... Um, that was a huge turning point, finding out that the bass guitar mm-hmm. could actually be interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that is... I mean, um, Les Claypool, I mean god of bassists oh, uh, <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, he, a lot to answer for with a lot of people i think yeah. um and the second one probably is an Osric album actually okay. um because before i was in the band they were they were my favorite band i was obsessed with them. Ah. um so the probably waterfall cities is probably the one that kind of soundtracked that period of my life when i was really experimenting in various musical directions and everything else and uh, yeah definitely also the one that got me interested in synthesis as well nice so that there's that and then a third one interesting um I, it would have to be something like um it's, it's actually an old classic rock album uh, it's a, a beck boger and a piece with jeff beck and some boger on there and um that was when i was playing in firebird because we were um like a, a hard rock trio yeah and like I kind of used that album as my blueprint because as you as you may be aware, like in a sort of power trio idea, when the guitar player goes off on a solo, the bass player has all this space to fill. Yes. So that that was the album that I kind of looked at as the blueprint of that because Tim Bogart's playing was just really, really supportive, but then could fill up all the room in the world when Jeff Beck was soloing. So for me it was kind of it was like, right, okay. So again it was another bass album where yeah. I kind of learned okay, I can step out a bit more than I am. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, probably those three as far as musical direction and stuff. That's, no, that's, I mean, a solid three. I mean, Primus, yeah, Primus, like, if it comes to bass players, that is the kind of, like, <laughs> that is the god of bass on that front. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's not much more I can say on that front. It is very much that. Um, I mean, Osric as well. Like, so, I mean, obviously, you've been part of them, so you know them kind of in and out. But, yeah, they are highly skilled highly kind of like just influential like kind of it's really mm. understated as well i feel it's it's sort of like not everyone's heard of them but the musicians have heard of them yeah but when it comes to kind of like you know general public like some people like well, what i've found anyway is like oh who you know then they listen to yeah, them yeah, like, yeah. oh wow yeah, yeah and it's just that kind of like untapped kind of like thing on there but i mean they've got obviously they've got loads of albums out as well and they Oh yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was in the band for five minutes, really, in the grand scheme of things. They've had, you know, a lot of lineup changes, but yeah. it's just killer stuff. It's killer stuff. It really is. It is. <laughs> it is. And um, yeah, I mean, Jeff Beck, uh, the one the, the, that whole mentioning there is, it's, mm. um, yeah. I mean, again, it's it's sort of learning where that bass can fit in. Like, like you say, mm. a lot of people have that kind of pedestrian thing where it's just like that dum 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 in the background. Um, or, it has its place totally of course yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like filling the gaps with it like being being more creative mm-hmm. with it being more than just a piece of the furniture if you will yeah, absolutely you know and you can like obviously things like um, blues and jazz have always had that element to it where you can kind of like you know take the bass for a walk if you will I think is the yeah, the term yeah. um, where they can oh, and, it, and it works for every instrument in that genre so you can just say yeah. you know <laughs> flute solo sax solo um you know jazz flute you know all that kind of stuff um 
but yeah no it's it's no that that is like it's definitely like finding finding those elements in music and that those are great i'm gonna go back and listen to uh well i'm gonna listen to some primus actually because I, I haven't heard That's them in really a while good um, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go do that and, and see how that works for me <laughs> on that front i'm gonna pick up my bass which i haven't picked up in about a year so uh it's probably gonna do that um but yeah um cool so yeah final question uh what are your hobbies away from music so when you're not doing keepers brew when you're not doing anything like that what what do you what do you get up to um i currently have a love-hate relationship with skateboarding oh Um, nice (laughs) uh, i absolutely love it i rediscovered it when my kids took it up um because i I skated a bit when i was younger rediscovered it a few years ago um And it worked. I love it. It's a great meditation because you can't think about anything else when you're skating or you fall off. Yeah. So you, you have to clear your mind and think of what you're doing. But like I say, it's a love-hate thing because currently I've got a broken finger and a torn rotator cuff and all the things I need to play guitar and keyboards, I keep damaging. So it, it's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, at the moment, I'm kind of, my left hand's getting really good on keyboard because this one's useless. Yeah. No, so I- yeah. Yeah, I can I can totally get behind that. I um about five or six years ago, I purchased a a skateboard from a yard sale. Brilliant. I was living over in the states. So I got it for like fifty cents. I was like, oh, you know what? I used to skateboard a lot as a kid. You know, how yeah. hard could it be to get back on it? You know, and um yeah, it turns out it's pretty hard to get back on it. Um, yeah. like you're right, you have to clear your mind. But like, obviously, I'm a bit bigger than I was when I was like. 16 to 20 years old um mm. and a lot older and probably a lot stupider by the, by the sounds of it but as soon as i got on the ca- uh, skateboard i fell off like yeah. literally it went from underneath me um so the skateboard flew down the driveway and i was laying on my back in the garage kind of like ow um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh yeah I, it's something i do want to get back into because you're right is 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 very like you know it has that meditation aspect to it because you literally have mm. to clear your mind it's the one that you have to concentrate on it because you will hurt yourself when you are living proof currently that <laughs> yeah but i'm also an idiot so i know that at the minute i can i will be on it again so um i've just got to wear more pads probably yeah <laughs> like, a, yeah. like an american football sort of outfit maybe yes. or something yeah wrap some foam around you get some of that insulation foam off the walls there and yeah <laughs> cool um any other hobbies though um actually yeah this one's really nerdy and quite geeky um I, I like my um my three boys are all really into Warhammer and oh, Games nice. Workshop stuff. Excellent. So um, I don't play the games. I did when I was younger, but um, I love painting their figures for them because they haven't got the patience for it. So yeah, I, I like painting little miniatures when I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's something I do as well. I uh, I've, I, I got yeah, I got back into it because I lived in Seattle. I moved back and and uh, they re-released. Um, a game called Necromunda, which yeah. I used to play so much of when I was like 13, 12, 13, 14, 15, all that, all three years. And I was like, you know what? I'm a bit older. You know, I can afford this, get this box set. Uh, and it just threw me back in completely. So every time they drop something, I buy it. Um, and yeah, I, bought, I bought the new Blood Bowl when they, when they dropped that last year. Yes. Yeah, I got the rule book. I already had a Blood Bowl pit. I've got a Blood Bowl pitch in a couple of teams, but I bought the two yeah. rule books. I got the new rule book and the um, Death Zone as well. They've just released as well. So. Yeah. Um, but but yeah no that's something that um, I I was uh, I'd normally if I'm in my usual dungeon it's behind me I've got like you know Blood Bowl box I've got you know Necromunda I've got figures kind of dotted around so um, yeah lockdown's been great to catch up with my backlog I'll tell you that Uh, (laughs) so um, but I've got a whole new backlog now because they they released a whole bunch of stuff and I just haven't had a chance to put it together but um, I'm kind of hoping to get some games in now now that we're kind of 
back open yes but, um, yeah yeah and you can actually be in a room with someone yeah yeah exactly exactly my local game shop has started opening up so I'm gonna sort of start going there again and, and getting back into it but yeah no it's a great time to the, the painting aspect again it's that it is quite you know uh, what's the word again it's that kind of like uh, meditation side of things very relaxing yeah I mean I'm a chronic overthinker um, and yeah if I don't have something aside from the music I do end up just going a little bit mad yeah. so yeah yeah. skating or painting anything that just makes you clear your head yeah no no ex- I'm, I'm exactly the same mate I'm exactly the same <laughs> it's awesome um, well uh, Graham um, thank you very much I really appreciate your time um, good luck with all the music and everything uh, good luck with the single it's at uh, people it's called Olympus Has Fallen um, sorry Olympus Has Fallen uh, featuring yeah. Benji from Skin Dread um, and it's out on the 24th of August mm-hmm. and uh, yeah people go listen to it pre-save it go download it go do what you do however you consume your music people just go do that there's so so many options now there's no excuse um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah no thank you very much man I look forward to hearing more music um, on oh, that front. well thanks for having me man and, and thanks for the cool questions as well it's been really nice to chat with you <laughs> oh no it's all good man it's all good it's absolutely my pleasure I mean it's um, I mean thank Emma for thinking about it and sending you my way because it, it's it's nice to get those those emails where people are thinking about you know different mm. shows because I get sent like music that won't fit my show or yeah. won't fit what yeah. I do and and I try and pass that on because not everyone's going to get that that through yeah. and obviously Emma thankfully thought of me <laughs> to send away and that's and I thank her for that Perfect. so yeah she did yeah <laughs> yeah so um, no that's all good man well um, you have a good rest of your day um, thank you, thank you. and uh, yeah hopefully I mean hopefully I'll see you guys live that'll be sort yes. of next thing and get to meet in person because yeah. I'm getting a bit of zoom fatigue so we're gonna <laughs> try and get as soon as we can as soon as we announce some dates and whatnot I'll, I'll ping them over to you and that'd be great awesome <laughs> yes do that do that do that that's awesome cool well Graham thank you very much man Cheers. take care have a good day have a good one man bye bye recording stopped